0: Thank you, Lily. We uh, come today to our third week in our series on 1 Corinthians. And we've been in chapter 12 for a few weeks now. I'd like to say thank you to Mark for preaching last week as he led us um, as, as we were gone. And uh, we talked about spiritual gifts. And we're going to continue to talk about spiritual gifts for the next several weeks. Let me invite you to find a Bible this morning. And turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to be in just three verses this morning, verses 12 through 14. You're going to find in these sermons some of the same themes kind of over and over again, but we're going to dig into these verses together. I'll read all three verses first, and then leave your Bibles open as we study them together this morning. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning in verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body so it is with Christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body whether Jews or Gentiles slaves or free and we were all given the one spirit to drink even so the body is not made up of one part but of many so, we've been talking about spiritual gifts, and today we come to this metaphor that Paul is using to describe how spiritual gifts work in the church. And the metaphor is that of a body. Now, a body was a common metaphor in Paul's day, and it's fairly for easy for us to connect the dots, right? Because we all have bodies, right? We know how bodies work. And Paul is going to concentrate on two different truths a little bit later in this passage. In verses 15 through 20, Paul's going to emphasize the diversity of the body. We're going to get to this more next week. We all have different parts of the body. If every part of the body did the same thing, we'd be in trouble, right? All parts function in a different sort of way. And then in verses 21 through 26, he's going to highlight the fact that even though these various parts function in different ways, we're still just one body. But today we're going to kind of hold these, these, these dynamics in tension together. Unity, the body is one. And diversity, the body is made up of many parts. And we know how this works in our physical bodies, right? We know the, the variety of our parts actually keep, our, keep us alive, right? And they keep our body moving and keep us active. And in the same way, that's how it works in the church. The church is like a body. Look, at me, look with me at verse 12. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. Now, back in chapter 10, and we haven't studied that, this together in this series, but the church in Corinth was struggling. They were struggling in a number of ways, and one of the ways that they were struggling is they were struggling around this issue of communion. They would have communion, they would have the food brought out, and they would celebrate communion, and all the wealthy people were indulging themselves and feasting, and all of the poorer people in the church did not have very much to eat. And Paul said to them back in chapter 10, because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. And so Paul has been stressing this fact that we're together, we are all part of the body of Christ. In communion there is one body, and we need to act like there's one body but at the same time we all receive we all receive communion you with me so far Jesus is one he was crucified buried and raised to life for us we all participate in him one Jesus but yet there's a variety of people participating at the same time the many who receive still form one body in Christ now how does that work out And does that mean that we all need to be the same? That's what we're talking about here. Paul's going to try to explain this. Look at verse 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, different metaphors that have to do with water here. You see being baptized. What does it mean to be baptized? To be baptized means to be baptized covered with water right for the forgiveness of our sins most of us remember many of us remember our baptisms if we were older if we were babies we may not remember our baptisms but baptism is where we are water represents the forgiveness of sins when we are baptized we are brought into the body of Christ we come from different places right we come from different backgrounds We even have different ways of thinking about God. But when we are baptized, we are all brought into the body of Christ. Now think about Corinth for a moment. Corinth was a city in the first century. It was was on a major trade route. So people from all over the world came to Corinth. And so there was a variety of people. Variety of backgrounds there in Corinth. But as people understood what it meant to be in Christ, as they heard Paul's preaching about Jesus, they learned about Jesus' life, his death, his resurrection, they all became Christians and they were baptized, brought together into this one body. Paul puts it this way in verse 13. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Now, in Baptist tradition, uh, baptism is, is often with immersion. And many times we talk about being buried in Christ and raised to new life in Christ. There's this sense in Scripture that when we become Christians, the old life is gone and the new life has come. Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, or the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. To be reconciled, to be brought together, is a dismissing of the old way of life and coming together in a new sort of way. So when Paul says we were all baptized, that's a loaded word, isn't it? It has to do with all coming into this body of Christ. It has to do with the old life being gone, the new life come in Christ. And so, distinct people from various backgrounds, all being baptized, brought in to form one body. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have this dynamic our lives being transformed. Brought together under one king, one Lord, one kingdom, one family, we might even say. Sometimes you hear Christians calling each other brother or sister, and that might seem strange, but it's a dynamic where we understand that we're brought into the family of God. We are a church family, we use that word. And then the last part of verse 13, look at what it says. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. Now, these were categories that divided people in the first century. Jews and Gentiles were distinct and separate categories, and often they lived in conflict with one another. In some places in Paul's day, Jews and Gentiles would not even speak to one another, much less share a meal together. But Paul is saying that because of Jesus, we are no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free. In verse 13, he says, and we were all given the one spirit to drink and that word drink there again uh, reminds us of water right you, you might remember what jesus said in john chapter 7 verse 38 let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink whoever believes in me as scripture has said rivers of living water will flow from within them And so we have these dynamics, these metaphors that are used to describe what it means to be in Jesus, to drink. Jesus says, when you're thirsty, I'll give you what you need, water. And then he talks about this living water flowing from within us. Again, another metaphor of the Holy Spirit's work in us, flowing out of us and impacting everyone around us. Rivers of living water. Paul's describing here what it means to be in Christ, what it means to live as Christians, what it means to be in one family, united together through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, in 2023, we don't necessarily have these same categories, Jews and Gentiles, slave or free. Most of us would not consider those categories dividing lines in our church today, but we do have in 2023 dividing categories, right? Maybe we think of these dividing categories in socioeconomic terms. Maybe we think of them in political terms. Maybe we think of them in racial terms. Maybe we think of them in terms of our favorite sports teams. Paul might have written it like this in 2023. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether poor or rich, Democrat or Republican, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Bills fans or Giants fans. Yankees or Red Sox fans, we were all given the one spirit to drink. That makes a little more sense today, doesn't it? As we think of the ways in which our culture is divided. Everybody's looking for a tribe to join. But Paul tells us that these distinctions have no place among those who have chosen to follow Jesus. And we live together. We focus on our baptisms. We're brought together under the power of God. So we're talking about breaking barriers down, right? But look at what it says in verse 14. Even so. So, Paul says, well, th- this is the dynamic. Oh, here, we got to be unified. But even so he says, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. It seems like he's kind of going back and forth. Seems like he might be repeating himself again here. But back in chapter, back in verse 12, he said the body though one has many parts, but here he's saying Even so, the body is not made up of one part. He's saying the same thing, but he's saying it from a different sort of perspective. Look closely at his words. He's not saying the same thing. He's stressing here the many parts. In other words, we we don't just strive to be just like everybody else. We understand that there is a variety in the way that we function. Now, if we think about our physical bodies, this makes total sense, right? And we're going to get into this more next week with with specific analogies about our hands and our ears and our feet and all that. But but different body, body parts have different functions. And it's important that we understand that. As Ryan read earlier in Romans chapter 12, Paul said, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and those members do not all have the same function. Why does Paul seem to highlight or need to highlight this dynamic? We know the church in Corinth is struggling in this way, right? That they're elevating one spiritual gift as being primary above all others. It was the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. And and they thought, you know, if you could speak in tongues, you really have arrived, right? It's very elevating that spiritual gift really high. and Everybody's paying attention to people who who have that gift. But people who have other gifts, people aren't really paying attention and wondering why they don't have the better gifts or the more important gifts. And, And Paul is saying here, all gifts are important. Diversity in function, we need to have diver- diversity in how we function. Now it might seem ironic here that this gift of the Holy Spirit is causing division in the church. I mean isn't the Holy Spirit supposed to unite us together? How is it dividing the church? Now there are no really easy answers here, but I, I want to think about that, this question today. How? to something that God's Spirit is producing in the people at the church in Corinth, how does it produce conflict instead of unity? I think we all should reflect on that this morning as we look at that. Gordon Fee, in his commentary on 1 Corinthians raises this question. How does the work of the Holy Spirit, the gift of practice of speaking in tongues, become a source of conflict? And Fee (laughs) says, look, it's not the fault of the Holy Spirit. it's the people. That's the problem. It's the fallenness, the human brokenness in the people at the church. He says this, he says, our common fallenness, unfortunately, often causes both pride and suspicion or distrust to prevail when it comes to the work of the Spirit. And so we must be careful to understand, even though we've all been given gifts, spiritual gifts have the possibility to create conflict in our church. And they create conflict in our church when we focus on ourselves, right? When we focus on pride or suspicion or distrust. And we need to understand that unity is not something that we can manufacture as a church. Because as the Holy Spirit works and moves, there will always be pride and suspicion and distrust. But Paul here envisions a unity that is different than we might think of in terms of unity. He envisions a unity that is Holy Spirit-empowered, as we are all submitted to God. Now, unity is not you believe and act as you want to believe and I'll act and believe as I want to believe and we'll just overlook our differences and love each other anyway. That's not what unity is. True, Holy Spirit-empowered unity is when we are collectively submitted to God. And as we do this, we can celebrate the ways that God is working and moving among us. And while it might look a bit different in each of our lives, the thing that we'll have in common is that we'll all be submitted to God. We'll all be focused on God. We'll all be following God. And as we do that, we become one body in Christ. Yes, it'll look different. We'll have different functions. We'll have different ways of doing that. But we are united in Christ. Fee puts it this way. He says, Our desperate need is surely for a sovereign work of the Spirit to to do among us what our programmed unity cannot so may we call on God to unify us as a body a body of believers remembering our baptisms remembering that we were brought to Christ our old life is gone our new life is here we're all given different gifts we'll all function in different sorts of ways but we'll collectively be the body of Christ together. We're going to keep keep talking about this next week as we get into this metaphor of the body and how it relates to who we are in Christ. Would you pray with me? God, we are grateful this morning to be able to come to this place to talk about gifts, to talk about the ways in which you have brought all of us into the family of God. God, may we remember our baptisms today. May we know that we are a part of this family, brought together through the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, may we seek to break down the barriers that divide us, remembering who we are in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.